You are listening to the regular version of Sexy Marriage Radio, smrnation.com. So welcome to something new here, Pam. Feedback Wednesday. This is fun. I like it. I'm your host, Dr. Corey Allen. And as you've already heard, my wife, Pam. Um, this is me. Okay. Also, also known as the voice of all wives on the planet, the lower desire spouse. Well, that makes it sound like every wife is the lower desire. The devil in the details woman. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But my wife, Pam. Hi. Good to be here. Uh, So on Sex and Marriage Radio, our mission is to explore topics that help every couple uh, face the things that are just going to inevitably happen Mm -hmm. in marriage. Mm -hmm. And what we've been doing recently is doing some more deep dive into into content and with guests. Mm Mm-hmm. And then today's episode is Feedback Wednesday, where we take emails and voicemails and messages that would come in, and we answer them. Because Sexy Marriage Radio has always been listener-driven radio, and the idea is we want to help everybody have a better understanding of how relationships work. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is because, right, let's just jump right into Feedback Wednesday, because one of the things that's happened on feedback that we've got, um, the last three episodes, we've had a different open and trying a different style. Met to various responses. Both sides of the equation. Mm -hmm. Some love it, some, what's going on? Right. I don't like this at all. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So so what we're trying to do is make sure the mission of Sexy Marriage Radio stays out in front of everybody, Mm -hmm. which is the main idea of helping couples frame conversations in their relationships and go where we'll help them the most, but also go deeper and, and... provide good information from some of the smartest relationship minds on the planet. Exactly. And so the past couple of weeks, uh, if they're new and you haven't been around to the show, for you know, we've been covering a couple of different things that I think are worth pointing out. Like we had Jennifer Finlayson Fife on where we talked about obligation sex. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went back into the archives with Dr. Glover talking about the nice guy. Mm, good and, info. And how Great to set stuff. a tone and the importance of showing up. And then last week's was sex every day. Mm-hmm. And so if you've missed those shows, jump back and catch everything we've had uh, in the past couple of weeks, because I think it's worth having. And then on today's show, we're going to go with your, your emails and some more feedback that's come in. And on the extended content, we're going to keep going with the emails and content that's come in and go where the nation wants us to go, because we all get better when we help each other out. That's right. So our first uh, email says, I am fairly new to the SMR Nation, but I love the frank discussion and am learning a lot. Thank you for providing the service. My wife and I have been married for four years, but have known each other for about 17. We waited until marriage and we're having some difficulty overcoming a few issues. Well, she's quite petite everywhere and I'm well endowed. Sex is infrequent and often painful for her and it rarely lasts very long because of her discomfort. I try to listen to her and be gentle, and we always use lube, and I'm willing to do whatever she needs to get her excited. Despite her gorgeous body, she's fairly shy in the bedroom, and I'm much more adventurous. So that makes doing even common things like oral sex rare. It goes without saying that I'm the higher desire and have quite a strong drive. I know with some work, we can have an amazing sex life that helps bring us closer and leads to even more intimacy and fun. I'm sure I'm not the only guy who feels like I do, so any help or direction that you could offer is much appreciated. So there's a couple different things that come out of this, Pam. 
that I hear, and I'm, I'm curious what you hear as well, but we've got the physical component mm-hmm. and aspect of things, and then we've got the mental side of things. Mm-hmm. And we can even throw in the emotional side of things here too. So let's start with the physical. Perfect. Because this, let's go there. this is one of those things that, yes, there is oftentimes where you can come across uh, a huge discrepancy in sizes. Mm-hmm. You marry somebody that's a lot smaller than you or a lot larger mm-hmm. than you, depending on mm-hmm. um, which side of the equation you're bringing to, mm-hmm. the, to, the, to the picture. So there's a couple of different things you can do when it comes to uh, physical discrepancies like you're talking about here, where he's more endowed than she is capable of mm-hmm. receiving. receiving. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things is just you start looking at some of these different ca- techniques for her comfort and control. Mm-hmm. And one of the ones, if you want to try penetrative sex... Is if you're talking about well endowedness as far as length, mm-hmm. not necessarily girth mm-hmm. or size around, but the length mm-hmm. of his penis, um, your hand or her hand around the base of the shaft during intercourse, mm-hmm. particularly if her she's on top, gives her a lot more control. Right. Of how far do you go? How slow? All around the board. Mm-hmm. You can do that in a lot of different positions. Easiest is her on top because it allows her to really get control or her in your lap. Because if you're seated, then it's harder to go as deep. Okay. Right. But if you you're sitting st- up and you she's can sitting still on your lap. You can do that even with him on top. You can. Absolutely. It's doable. You just got to right. pretzel a little right. bit. Right. But it's just the, it's the willingness for each of you to have the awareness of... What are the things that bring out the anxiety or the uncertainties or the insecurities when it comes to what you've tried in the past? Mm -hmm. Because we're going to, we're going to trigger and activate these things again. Mm -hmm. And so it's recognizing some of this will feel a little more laboratory-ishness or experimental. It Mm -hmm. won't necessarily be filled with all kinds of passion because you're trying to, I mean, you can have tastes of this. But it's, it's this idea of how are you recalibrating with each other? How are you remapping with each other mm-hmm. to show this is something I'm interested in. You have control, honey. And we go where you want to go. And it's, there's a tension that comes with that, but there's also a learning that comes with that. Yeah. I, well, I think it doesn't even have to be laboratory-ish. Yeah, maybe it feels that way as you're figuring it, figuring it out. But I think even with the, talking that specific... Um, um, is technique the right word? Mm-hmm. Um, or position. Position. She can find ways that also tantalize him even more with that. Just the way she uses her hands in maybe stopping so much of the penetration, but there can also be extra touch that she gives him mm-hmm. that makes it even more sensational for him at the same time. Which then goes into the mental side of it because he's saying she, he's more outgoing, she's more shy. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a what story are you each telling yourself? Mm-hmm. Because he probably gets into, I'm, I'm going to guess and speculate from my listening to people and then also my journey with you. Mm-hmm. Um, we can get into the map we have from when we first met and first get married and first venture into a sexual relationship with each other. Mm-hmm. It's hard to rewire that and remap that later. And so you see a facial expression and you immediately go, oh, she's checked out. Oh, she's scared. Oh, she doesn't want to do this. Oh, rather than hold on. That may not be where she is. Where's the story you're telling yourself in real time with mm-hmm. what's being presented now? Same for her. 
because she may not see herself as somebody that's capable of engaging with somebody when there is a big size size difference. Mm-hmm. She may not under, recognize that she could be capable. Mm-hmm. I mean, the vagina is one of the most elastic tissues there is. And so it's recognizing... But I don't want... I don't want listeners to hear that you saying that just because it's elastic, all of a sudden she's miraculously going to be able to. No, but the mental component that goes penis. with that mm-hmm. plays into this picture. Gotcha. That if I have anxieties and reserves around that, I'm going to immediately not tense up some. Right. Because right? that's why there's a physical component and then there's a mental component. They both matter. Mm-hmm. And you need to recognize both and then have steps towards both to really see what are the best routes we can do to, to navigate this. Mm-hmm. And then it just becomes a conversation where you each get the opportunity to address the spouse you have, not the one you wish they were. True. Because her story can be the same. Oh, I just wish he didn't want this as much. I just wish that he didn't want this way. I just, or her, his can also be, I wish she was willing to do this, or I wish this was easier that way. Rather than, okay, but what am I really facing? And when we can orient towards that, now we can all of a sudden have the possibility of collaborating to create elegant solutions mm-hmm. and then figure out how do we explore some of the other arenas? Because he was talking about even things like oral sex are rare. Well, they've tried, sounds like they've dabbled in some other arenas, but mm-hmm. a lot of times I think mm-hmm. what keeps us from wanting to venture into those is the story I tell myself is I don't see myself doing that. I don't see myself enjoying that. Because first time I did it, first time I tried it, it went horribly or I didn't like it or whatever. Well, doesn't mean you get back into it and try it again, but you examine the story of what was the other side of this equation? Yeah. Why is it? Why didn't I like it? What was it or about? could was, I? Right. Could I enjoy it? Would this be? What if I had a little more view of my superpower <laughs> that I have of providing pleasure for both of us? And I bring that to the story. Now, all of a sudden, I get a chance to rewrite the journey. Providing, you say providing pleasure for both of us, but so often we... I I get in my own way of not even being willing to provide pleasure for myself and allow myself to be provided pleasure. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think there's a lot of that that gets in the way. And maybe, I don't know if she's a listener too, or if it's just him, but um, we get in our own way. Yeah, we do. We need it. We all need to learn at various stages in our life repeatedly to get out of our own way. (laughs) Hi, I'm thinking back to episode 580 and the email question from a listener regarding lingerie and also going down on his wife after he climaxed inside her. You and Pam seem confused about the oral sex part of this. If he loses his desire to go down on his wife after climaxing inside her, then why even talk about it or bring it up? Or if you do want to do it, then just do it. Um, But I think you might have missed the point. I can relate to the person who asked the question. I also have a fantasy of going down on my wife after climaxing inside her. It's a very arousing idea and a recurring, exciting fantasy of mine. Um, but I also completely lose my desire to follow through after climaxing. I think it's maybe a brain chemistry thing. After you get your flood of dopamine with orgasm, I think you lose your drive to continue with the sex. Um, it's really something so taboo or kinky. So I don't think it's just so simple as, Stop saying it if you're not actually going to want to follow through or just go ahead and do it. Um, In my experience, I'm really looking forward to it and aroused by the idea of following through up until the moment of truth. Um, So that still begs the question, what should he do? 
I'd say um, he has two options. Uh, number one, either just know yourself and come to be content with the idea that you know you're going to lose the desire after you orgasm. And in this case, yes, you might as well stop talking about it and see if you can even stop thinking about it. When the thought comes up, just say to yourself, yeah, right. I know that never works, whatever. It's just unrealistic and we'll, we'll just have to be an unfulfilled fantasy. Um, the other option, um, if your wife is actually open to this activity, then ask her if she'll participate in it by having her literally push your head down on her after you do climax in her. Um, in my case, and this has only happened a couple of times over several years, uh, when my wife has forced me to go down on her after I climax inside, this has been enough for me to overcome my hesitation and to go through with it. And this leads to very satisfying acting out of my fantasy, and I can move on from it. That is unsatiated um, for weeks after. Well, in order for the second option to work, um, you'll certainly have to have a conversation about it ahead of time. Uh, so communication is as important as usual. You'll have to tell her, I want to do this, but I know I'll probably lose my desire after I climax. Are you open to helping me fulfill my fantasy by forcing me to follow through? That's just my two cents on something that I don't think you quite understood. Thanks for answering the question, and uh, thanks for your show. Bye. So this is the feedback that comes in from other people when they hear mm -hmm. questions that come in, and then also our take, that our take is just our take. It's not the only one out there. Yep, this is his take. And so it's great to have uh, a rounding out of it. And it is, I think I do want to land on two points from this. One is the idea of there are a lot of people that actually lose a drive after orgasm that he's alluding to because it's a, it's a refractory period is the mm -hmm. way you think of it uh, biologically, but it also is a coming down off of a flood of hormone mm -hmm. so and chemicals okay. and, and reactions. And so there can be this element of what was real tantalizing as the buildup that I, okay, that can be a real factor that, well, after I've climaxed, then there's this, oh, <laughs> it's kind of a, well, what was I wanting to do? I don't, you know, and then all of a sudden I just don't but have. Is it more kind of like a, I'm good, or is it just, well, yeah, I kind of feel like it, but I don't have It impacts people across the board, because I've, I've had clients that talk about after orgasm, don't touch them. Mm. Everything's way too sensitive. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had some that have talked about after orgasms, uh, they can be on the verge of tears. Mm -hmm. um, they can have, I mean, the one that's real known in society is after a man orgasms, he's going to quickly fall asleep. Right. But it's just this, okay. it's that element of, okay, that is a factor. Absolutely. The other is recognizing the collaboration of possibly bringing your partner in on it too. Which it sounds like he and his spouse have. Which. Done. That's that's a great bonding activity for the two of them mm -hmm. then to say, hey, I really want to try this. I think you might like it too, or we've tried in the past. You did like it, so help me out in this because that's kind of pushing us. That's the beauty of, to me, babe, of marriage can take us places we can't go on our own. Hmm. Yeah, they sound like they had true teamwork going on there. New sponsor alert, Pam. Support from today's episode comes from True Classic Tees. This brand new sponsor has the absolute best fitting tees that any man can buy. And I have bought a lot of them. Corey's actually. been wearing these for a long time. They do look smoke. You look smoking hot in these things. Well, 
that's good. That can be encouraging words to, to the men out there because finding the right t-shirt with a little bit of dad bod can be incredibly frustrating. Most t-shirts are either way too tight on your gut or they look way too big and boxy. And fellas, we're not in high school anymore, so it's actually time to upgrade. That's why I started seeking out and then found True Classic Tees. True Classic Tees has helped over 2 million men finally get a better fit at an affordable price. Today, our listeners get access to the best deal that they offer. For a limited time only, you can get 25% off when you use the code SMR at trueclassic.com. So almost all men's t-shirts, Pam, are designed to look good on skinny models with six packs. Most of us men, though, we're not packing anything but a few beers or extra cake or chips and queso or... Well, they can speak for themselves. You look pretty darn good. I'm just saying. I appreciate that. But fellas, it's possible that you're wearing the wrong clothes. I was until I found True Classics tees because they taper off towards the bottom, but they fit tighter around the chest and the shoulders. That way, fellas, you can show off the guns. It's time to highlight your best attributes with a t-shirt that you can confidently throw on. So True Classic doesn't just stop at tees. They're also your one-stop shop for men's essentials. Super easy, simple to fill out your wardrobe. From polos to workout shirts to the same flattering fit to boxer briefs designed with a pouch to keep your bulge nice and comfortable. And all of the gear is top-notch quality at reasonable prices. And Pam can attest to this. Soft to the touch. They are soft. So it's about time to learn to dress yourself properly. Upgrade your wardrobe with True Classic. Get 25% off at trueclassic.com with our code SMR. Free shipping is included on all purchases over $100. And it's a 100% risk-free guarantee with a 30-day return policy. But you won't be returning these shirts. <laughs> Stay classy with True Classic. Your dad bod will thank you. So today, today Pam... Uh, with the sponsors for Sexy Marriage Radio, we are just helping out men everywhere. So you're welcome, ladies. <laughs> Manscaped <laughs> is the long-term host uh, sponsor here at Sexy Marriage Radio. And they want you to not even have to think about what goes on in the nether regions and how you can keep trim or smooth. Because they have revolutionary products. Success when preparation meets opportunity and Manscaped's Platinum Package will make sure that you're prepared, prepared when opportunity strikes. Join the 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with our code SMR. We've talked about the Premium Performance Package 4.0 in the past. Mm -hmm. I have the Premium Performance Package 4.0. Yes, you do. My son has used the Premium Performance Package. Well, now they have the Platinum Package 4.0, which is the one-stop shop for the man who deserves it all. They designed this package to allow you to fully align your entire hygiene routine with their elite products. So what do you got in the Platinum Package, Pam? That's what I was asking. I know you're asking asking the question. You'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer. Highly recommend. The Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer. Highly recommend. The Ultimate Premium Body Wash. Ultimate Premium 2-in-1 Shampoo and Conditioner. Premium deodorant, crop preserver, anti-chafing ball deodorant, crop reviver ball spray toner, anti-chafing boxers, the shed travel bag to hold it all together in one nice package, which is really what Manscaped is all about. They're just trying to help you present one nice clean package. Get 20% (laughs) off and free shipping with the code SMR at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com when you use our code SMR. Use the platinum package because the gold standard, it's no longer even good enough. Dear Dr. Corey and Pam, 
I'm 16 months postpartum, and my husband says, I went to the hospital and came back a different person. Obviously, I came back a mother with a tiny human to care for, but he specifically means sexually. First, before getting pregnant, we had a very active sex life. Daily and even multiple times per day on the weekends was often our normal. Second, I had a very traumatic labor that left me feeling out of control of my body. I've managed to work through the feelings of lacking control, but I still do not have the desired levels I used to or my husband seems to remember me having. He says that I've lost my sexual presence. I don't show interest the same way I used to and that I don't respond the way I used to. Things that used to work don't have the same reaction. I think maybe before baby I had a spontaneous libido and now it's more responsive. Honestly, I don't even remember what it was I did differently before the baby to try and mimic it now. But either way, even at three to five times per week, he is struggling with the change. I'm struggling with the fact that I don't offer the same sexual satisfaction that I used to or that my body doesn't react like I want it to. I would give anything for it to be as easy as it used to be for me to find sexual pleasure, but it's frequently elusive. After nursing for a year, any pulling on my breast feels like someone just stretching out taffy. Nothing but pressure and skin. It's so disappointing. I know that I'm not broken, but I kind of feel broken. Any advice for coming back to normal or finding a happy and healthy new normal where both are satisfied after the baby? Thank you. Yeah, this is um, this is one of those things that there. I would imagine there's a lot of people that are listening to you read this out there in the nation that mm-hmm. are going like, "Yep, mm-hmm. been there." Yeah. Yep. Remember that, and it only gets exaggerated and magnified when you're going through anything that has the traumatic component. She talks mm-hmm. about with a, a traumatic labor, mm-hmm. and then. what happens to your body when you're nursing and what happens to your body postpartum and what happens to, I mean, because everything is so out of whack. Mm -hmm. And so first off, we say this is a common theme through a lot of times in our show in the history. We don't go backwards. Right. So the body and the person you were prior to having a child, done. That chapter is done. You got a new chapter though. Yes, we're on to the next chapter. And then it just comes down to what's the story you tell yourself about this chapter. Because when you look at it, you have marked something wonderful and miraculous together mm-hmm. of a new life mm-hmm. has <laughs> been brought into the world. Right. So it's seeing that how do you, obviously when you have a new child, when you came home from a body, you know, she made the comment, I came home from the hospital a different person. Right. Well, Truly. Right. I came home a mother. Came home mother, also came home with a body that had been banged around a little bit. Right. Yeah. Because trauma from childbirth is is real for yes. some women, for sure. Mm-hmm. Some less so than others. Mm-hmm. But there's, I actually had a um, somebody email a while back a message to me that he was convinced his wife um, had some sort of sexual trauma in her past because something it was something markedly different as he looked back over the course of their marriage and they'd been married for quite a while yeah and then it finally dawned on him she had all kinds of traumatic labor experiences mm-hmm. well that easily equates to our sex lives 
Sure. Because you're talking about the same genitalia, the same experiences mm-hmm. together, the same outcomes. You know, there's there's so many different things that our brain will make sense of, not always in most productive ways. Right. <laughs> so, so recognizing she made the comment, I got the sense I can get back into more control of my body. I'm curious what that means rather than... I would I would love to hear the phrase the phrases of I know I'll handle when I feel out of control. I can reorient towards that because that's part of her path forward to me is where she's involved in something sexual and something's not working the way she wants it to. Mm-hmm. It's not a sense of why well, she need to get back in control. It's like I need to reorient knowing I can handle this. I can say, "Hold on, honey. Not that right now." I want to do this, or I just want to lay here for a minute. Let me see if I can get my head back in the game. Let me see if I can reconnect. Let me see if I can get responsive to you. So it's more trying to control my mental state rather than the physical aspects that maybe I can't right, at this point. Every single one of us as human beings are going to face the fact that at some point in life, if it hasn't already happened, things aren't going to work the way they used to. Mm-hmm. So do I, do I recognize I'll handle that when it happens? And I'll just adjust. Mm-hmm. I'll do what's necessary. I'll take the courageous step forward to face it because that's where I am right now. And that's the comment she made that I want to jump on because she's already answered her own question. I think maybe before I was a spontaneous with my libido and now it's more responsive. So has she, has she and her husband had that conversation? Yeah. Good question. Interesting to me. I guess I, I throw out there and maybe it's pointless he totally expected her to go through labor and have this kid at home and be exactly the same as she was before. And, and that's, that, that's an interesting perspective to me that life is, life has totally changed for the two of them. Right. Okay. But let's, let's, let's unpack that just real quick because I think objectively speaking, I think every one of us would go, yeah, that would, that's unrealistic. And maybe that's just unrealistic unrealistic when I'm on the other side of it. Okay. But hold, yeah. But there's also that element of our, our expectation level, our story, the idealized paradigms that we bring into these things that deep down, you know, on one level, I understand, yeah, things are dramatically going to change, but on deep down, I'm holding out hope that they won't. Mm-hmm. I'm holding out that I don't want to lose what I had. I don't want to, I don't want this to change, but we all face this in various ways, right? Where we have this hope, like we're going to go visit somebody. We're going to go some event that we've, we've put a lot of stock in and importance in, and we go to it and it was really good, but deep down, I was still kind of a little disappointed because it didn't live up to what I was hoping it would have. The expectations. But it's not a conscious, it's not on the conscious level as much. Okay. And so it sounds like, and this is where our, our sex lives can be so sneakily Um, and dastardly for us, Mm -hmm. (laughs) if you will, is because things can seem like on the surface they're good and they're working and they're fine. But deep down, it's like something's us off. Something's not, it's not as easy as it used to be. You're not, you're not the same person. You're not. And that's what then gets magnified and blown up. And I don't realize the havoc it's going to wreak on us without bringing that all to the surface to realize, okay, we need to have some more pointed conversations of, okay, honey, things have dramatically changed. And I would say to her, if she wants to, if she hears this, after you hear this, ma'am, and you want to bring this up to him, if he's not a listener to, start the conversation with the baby in your arms. Okay. 
right? Of okay. just like, okay, I want to talk about where we've been with our sex lives and where we are now and where I hope we can go. And one of the biggest changes, exhibit A. And you hold the baby up, you know, <laughs> it's like right here, this thing is sucking me dry, literally at yeah, times. Right, right. right? Taffy. <laughs> here, taffy. Yes. Right? My breasts are like taffy. Right. I'm changing. So I'm looking for some grace and I'm, I don't know if you recognize the pressure and the impact that there is over what we've had, which I, we both loved, mm-hmm. but what we still can have can be all the more deep, deep and profound but we both got to realize there's some growing pains to get to that. And so I guess from there, her recognition that she's not so spontaneous anymore, she's responsive. Mm-hmm. How can she bring hope there when responsive is good, mm-hmm. right? That's still, that's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, in that conversation... I guess, what do you say to the spouse to say, look, I'm in this with you, but I am more responsive now. Right. How, I mean, is she supposed to lay out ways for him no, to lead the charge? No, that's where then you start communicating more in the middle of encounters of you be sure you confirm something that's actually working. Okay. Ooh, that feels good. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah, I'm not. Try another area (laughs) or slow down or I want to just lay here for a little bit and see. And and that's where both of you have to kind of stretch into Mm -hmm. this to see it as it's not what it used to be. Check. But it can be something more. And this goes also back to the idea we've talked about several times. One of the best techniques I've ever come across when you're trying to get into a dynamic better sexually is his hand on your stomach, your hand on his hand, and you follow his connection with your brain. And kind of guide him along the way. Guide him along at times, Mm -hmm. but you also just kind of follow it and just get present with each other. Mm -hmm. Soak each other in and see if he can then guide you a little further, but you can also stop him and redirect as you need. Mm -hmm. But it is just recognizing the, the breadth of variables have changed. You know, there's so many more things at play. Mm-hmm. And so it's learning to lean into and grow into this actually creates something deeper and more profound. Well, babe, feedback, feedback Wednesday. Got it done. They're my favorite. I like them. Well, I, I do too. Mainly because I like being here with you. Oh. Well, transcripts are available in the show notes of each of the episodes <laughs> pages. Also, all our advertisers' deals and discount codes are available on each of the episode's pages at smrnation.com. As we say each week, please consider those who support the show. uh, Support them. The greatest compliment you can give us is to share the show with those that you care about. And I love this phrase that I've been entering the last several weeks with. Remember that we improve those around us when we improve ourselves. So take on yourself first by applying what you hear on our show each week. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.